This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Um, not not really because the way um the way you know my mama raised me. I was raised to be humble and. At the end of the day, I feel like it's God putting me in these positions. I feel like, I feel like I'm making the plays and I'm doing what I got to do. But end of the day, I feel like it's God put me in this position. I gotta give all the glory to Him. So I'm always be humble. There you go, right there. There's rookie fifth round pick out of Illinois, Nate Hobbs, talking about staying grounded. Does he ever struggle to stay grounded because he's hearing his name so much? He's getting so much praise. Coach Gruden is saying that he's got the it factor. Gave him a game ball. He actually, we saw him after the press conference on Saturday night, and uh, he had a, he had two footballs in his hand. And uh, Levi uh, Levi Edwards from uh, no, excuse me, Levi Damian, excuse me, it's it's one of the Levi's, right? Levi Damian. Uh, he said, "Hey, you got two game balls." And he said, "No, one was the interception, and one was the game ball." So I, he's taking two footballs home uh, that Saturday night. So that, I thought that, that was pretty cool. But uh, I wanted to say about Nate Hobbs, and then we'll go out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to Raider Thad in the five hundred two. About Nate Hobbs, when we left that media session, I was walking, I believe I was with Vic and I was with Levi in between both those guys, and I said, Nate Hobbs would have been a great Oakland Raider. The Oakland Raider crowd, the Oakland fans at the Coliseum would have embraced Nate Hobbs in such a way. I mean, he would have been the dude there in Oakland. And I don't know why. All of a sudden, I just, that just popped in my head, but just talking to him and listening to him and understanding who he, who he is, he just seems like he is such a, he would have been an Oakland Raider and the fans would have embraced him. I could see him going down to the black hole and, and just kind of celebrating and partying after an interception or just, you know, just him being greeted by all the fans down there, Gorilla Rilla and everyone else down there in the black hole. Just, I could, I could, I could see it as a fan of the silver and black and kind of understands the vibe of Oakland, California. Nate Hobbs, he fits the bill to a T. No oh, yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. That was one of my biggest takeaways from Nate. And look, he's going to, in my opinion, be a really good Las Vegas Raider. It's just, it's just different. Every area is different. LA is one way. Oakland's another way. Las Vegas can be another way. And that's okay. You know, something I was on the JT. Uh, oh, actually I was on the, the pregame show before the game on Saturday, which by the way, marked something else off my bucket list. I grew up listening to JT post and pregame pre and post game shows going to the games in Oakland. Now all of a sudden I'm a guest on the pregame show. Like how does that come full circle? You know what I mean? Like that's just, that's dope. That's just that's some, that's a whole side story, but to have JT invite me onto the show, I thought that was great. So I definitely appreciate that. But you know, just just talking about all the 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 elements of the team and all the elements of the fan base. One of the things that we talked about on that pregame show was LA is four hours away. We all encourage you to come embrace your new home, which is Allegiant Stadium. Oakland is not that far away. We encourage you to come and embrace your new home. Enjoy what you have in Allegiant Stadium because that is one hell of a building. 
And I believe the Raiders are going to embrace it in a major way as well and give you a product to be proud of. So I just want to make sure I pass that along. Now let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to Raider Thad in the 502. I believe that's Louisville. Raider Thad, what's on your mind, my man? Hey, hey, man, it is Louisville. Thanks for having me, Q. Big fan, and congratulations on living the dream. But, yeah, I'm in Louisville, home of uh, Nate Hobbs and also home of Michael uh, Bush. They both went to the same high school out here. And there's a lot of Raider Nation uh, here uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, that's awesome. That's right. I remember when Nate was uh, was drafted, they started talking about Michael Bush and and how they both played for the Raiders. And, of course, Bush uh, had that injury, and that's why he fell in the draft. But, man, he, he was a fun Raider. I really enjoyed the times that Michael Bush was a Raider. Yeah, you know, uh, I've lived out in uh, Napa, and I was getting on the, uh, on the plane from Louisville all the way out to uh, San Francisco. And his dad, I saw him wearing a Raiders shirt, and I said, uh, and it was when uh, Michael Bush was uh, a player for the Raiders. And I said, I'm going out because I had season tickets in the black hole. Uh, I said, I'm going out to see uh, Michael Bush. And the guy looked at me and said, that's my son. And we end up sitting next <laughs> to each other on the airplane. Uh, but nice. I was uh, calling to see uh, to, to see what you thought about Amik Robin, Robert Robinson versus uh, Nate Hobbs, because I was big on Amik. And, I, you know, some people compared him to Pac-Man Jones and, Speaking of a guy that's on the roster bubble, you think it's uh, going to be uh, him that makes the team, or you think uh, they're going to move on from him? Good question. Uh, thank you for the call, uh, Raider Thad in the 502. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for sharing your story as well. And I'll say this. I thought Amik Robertson was going to be on the outside looking in. I really did. When everything started, I thought, okay, Nate Hobbs has got this. He's going to be the backup to Nevin Lawson. Well, I'll tell you this. There ain't no backup in Nate Hobbs' life. Nate Hobbs is not going to be a backup, in my opinion. Nate Hobbs is going to be a day-one starter in the slot. I'll just go ahead and say that right now. He's going to be the day-one. And I don't think that that's me, like, breaking news or anything or going out on a limb, like, whoa, Q, that's the way to be risky. <laughs> I just think he's earned it. You know what I mean? Like, he's earned it. Now, of course, when the Bullets are live, that first game against the uh, the, the Ravens, then, you know, there's a lot of questions out there. You know, it's, it's, it's all the starters going to be out there. How will they compete then? I just think he's earned that starting job. I think that Nevin Lawson might be the one on the outside looking in because Amik Robertson, in my opinion, has played a lot better. He was making plays on Saturday. And what I saw, and it's not necessarily breaking up every pass or it's not necessarily trying to intercept it and take it the other way, but Amik had some great closing speed. There was a a play on the outside. He was on the outside, and there was a completion, and he closed and made a tackle, and it was just bang, bang. That's what you got to have. If you're going to give up a, a, a completion, you've got to get that guy to the ground. I honestly think that Amik Robertson, you know, we're talking about guys who could be uh, cuts and surprises. I think Amik Robertson is going to find a way to, to make this roster. And if so, I'm going to give a ton of credit to Ron Miles. I'm going to give a ton of credit to Richard Smith. And I'm going to give a ton of credit to, to uh, Gus Bradley because this new defensive scheme that has been put in place by those three gentlemen, I think has made these defenders play a lot faster. That's just what I'm seeing. I'm seeing guys run around that field and making plays. I, I I think Jonathan Abram looks a lot more comfortable. I think Damon Arnett looks comfortable when he's out there. I'll say this about Damon Arnett. Banged up again. Banged up again. What's your best avail- uh, ability? Availability. It's, it's, I know people hate to hear it. I've been preaching it for years. People get tired of hearing it. It's the truth. You ain't worth the salt if you're not on the field. You could be as talented as you want. Like I, I, I can I can tell you one of the most talented dudes in radio, he ain't got a job, so he ain't worth the salt. I know he's talented, but he ain't got no job. And that's on him. That was his fault. 
That's just the thing. That's just, I mean, if you're, if you're not able to go out there and execute and do what you're supposed to do, it don't matter. So, you know, Damon Arnett's a little banged up. I hope he gets out there and plays against San Francisco and is able to show something. But Yeah, but just a little. Yeah, like you said, just a little banged up. I mean, yeah, it's just a little. I'm not saying he's something he's going to get cut for, but I'm just, it all piles in. It all piles up. I'll tell you this. If Marcus Mariota didn't have a, a 100% guaranteed contract right now, I would look at him as a guy who might not make the roster. He, when's the last time he played? Week 15. People were so upset about that on Twitter where they were like, why isn't he playing? Why? Injured again. Yeah. He's injured. You got to be available. This game is about availability. Got to be available. Now, I'm not saying Marcus is not going to make it. I think he's going to make it. And I'm not high on Nate Peterman. <laughs> There's been a lot of people that called and said, Q, what are your thoughts on Peterman? And I keep saying, ah, he's a, th- he's a, back- he's a backup to a backup. He's a third-string guy at best. Tell you what, he's available. He's out there putting in effort. He's diving when I don't think he needs to be diving. Putting his head in there. He's doing he's doing some things. Does every pass is it perfect? No. Does he make mistakes? Sure. But if you look at him as strictly a backup, he's making some moves. I'm I'm not 100% comfortable with saying he's he's Derek Carr's backup, but I'm also not comfortable saying that he's, you know, he's 100% a third stringer either. I mean, he's 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 closing the gap. He's closing the gap. That'll happen to you when you play just about two full preseason games. No other quarterback in the league does that. None. He's played damn near two full games outside of one snap. He's played. And has done a decent to good job. Not going to say he's done a great job. Again, I still think Nate Peterman, I still flash back to five interceptions and one half against the Chargers. I don't care. <laughs> Some things, you know what they say, your first impression is your last impression. Sorry. I can't get over that. I know I'm bringing up old stuff, but... It is what it is. 702-365-9200. Uh, who do we have up next, Damon? We got uh, Raider D in the 502. Ah, Raider D also calling from uh, Louisville. What's up, Raider D? What's going on with you, man? What's going on? 502 Raider D. But listen, hey, man, I love your show. Uh, I, try, I try to catch everybody's show, man, but I really enjoy your show, man. It's just, it's just something that I listened to everybody last year as well, and I think this is a beautiful, beautiful outlet for us to be able to hear radio information and get some love. But I want to reach out. Let you know how much I appreciate you guys and and and, and the meat cats you got on there too as well, man. That's dope. Appreciate you. Going on. I'm going to celebrate a fad. Can you hit me up? Six hundred, twenty-seven hundred. You know the rest of it. <laughs> uh, we got a, we got a booster. We, we got a booster club here in Louisville called the Derby City Raiders Booster Club. Okay. I founded that club. I founded that club nine years ago with one of my boys, Raider Rob Conner, bro. We we go to games. We've been open like eight, nine times. We've been to games all around the country. We die hard and for real, man. I cannot wait. I, I, I will tell you this. I've been a fan. I'm 50 years old. I've been a fan since I was eight years old. Nice. Never liked anybody else. I don't fuck. I don't have to be fights. I went to Chicago one time and got to do a fight at that stadium. Nice. Won, by the way. Just the fight. <laughs> I heard that. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? This is a, this is an amazing, amazing show, man. Keep it up, brother. I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the very last game. I could. I could I'm, I'm not gonna play the money game. Got going on for this first game, Monday Night Football. That's outrageous. But I got tickets to the last game. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm going to come out there and maybe, maybe we can link up, man. Get to, get, have some drinks and buy or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. You let me know. I'm there. For sure. But you have to be good, man. I appreciate you. Uh, good call, man. Definitely. Thank you for representing right there uh, from the 502. Uh, two calls from the 502 back-to-back. That's how we get down, man. We represent them area codes. You see what you started around here, Demond? I love it. I well, love it's it. It's good to know that the Raiders got a good fan base in Louisville. Everywhere. Like that. They got a good fan base everywhere. 
Oh, Worldwide for a reason. Best fan base ever. Don't get that twisted. I know you're a Titans fan. I'm nothing, just saying. Man. I ain't say Let nothing, me come man. for your helmet say, real yeah, quick. Exactly. Let me come for your helmet real quick. I know you didn't mean to walk Everybody into that hornet. I put my hands up. Yeah, like, I'm just like, hey, man, I ain't say nothing. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. This is one of the few that he did not instigate, but this is one that I definitely went hard in the paint on. <laughs> he just gave me a look like, don't even say it. Like, man, I ain't say, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, this is one time DeMond is innocent. This is one of the few times that he's innocent, but I just had to represent real quick and, and let that. You got it, man. You got it, OG. Okay. <laughs> Can we get the snake, man? <laughs> yeah, let's get the snake, man. What's on your mind, my man? <laughs> hey, what's up, brother? Hey, Chilling man, I'm over here in the 803 of South Carolina, Columbia, where it's humid as hell. The flying insects have landing gear on them. They're so damn big, and the spiders are even bigger. Damn. <laughs> yeah, you want to be here. It's miserable here. Um, I talked yesterday real quick about the defensive back situation. Uh, Raiders cut Douglas today. Rasul Douglas, right? Yes, sir. So that's one off that list. So that tells me that Gruden... I think he likes what he might see uh, with um, Isaiah Johnson. I know you talked about Isaiah Johnson being hurt, but I really think Rudin likes Isaiah Johnson. He likes his length. So I think um, if, if Johnson does make the team, the other guy that you talked about earlier, you asked the question who I think might or we might think be a, might be a cut. I think Carl Joseph might be on that bubble. And the reason why is I do think Diablo can play in uh, that backup role to Abram. And I think Gillespie, uh, Gillespie, can play in the back of role to Marig. So if you do okay. Abram, Marig, Gillespie, and Diablo, who can function as a linebacker as well, I think that gives us Arnett, Mullen, Hayward, Hobbs, Nixon, Robertson, and Johnson. That's seven defensive backs. I know that sounds like a lot, Q, but Diablo can function as a linebacker too. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Versatility is major. I think that's why they went and did that. Everybody thought, well, what the hell are the Raiders doing? They're drafting all these like safeties and whatnot. Right. But I think their plan really was um, you know, to have maybe a couple guys be able to uh, interchange at some point, I think that's key. So that's that's my one cut, surprise cut at this point, would be Carl Joseph. Once again, right, availability. Yep. Uh, this guy is hurt all the time as well. So, you know, I think that one right there. And then one more, one more surprise cut on offense. You know, we haven't seen much of Willie Sneed. I got a sneaky suspicion. I know he's a good slot guy, but uh, that little DJ Turner, they've been giving him a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of reps in the slot over there. I can see I can see that happening as well. What do you think? Good call. Good call and a good call on on, uh, on uh, Willie Sneed as well. I've been saying this for a while and I know people don't like to hear it. Uh, I don't think John Brown and Willie Sneed both make the team. I think it's one or the other. One of the two is going to make the squad, and I think John Brown has the better opportunity right now. Like you said, haven't seen very much from Willie Sneed, and uh, you know DJ Turner is a guy that's been getting some burn. Not only can he play the wide receiver position, play that slot role, but he could also return kicks. He also could return punts. He's versatile. Again, going back to that versatility word, the V word, he is that guy. That's what the Raiders want. They want guys that could do more than one thing. It's nice to be a, a really good one-trick pony, but you've, it's, it's better to, to be able to be a Swiss Army knife. So, yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think that one of the two, John Brown or Willie Sneed, does not make the roster. And right now, I'm, I'm with you. I'd lean, towards, uh, I'd lean towards Willie Sneed being the guy that's the odd man uh, looking out or the, the guy on the outside looking in. Let's put it like that. Uh, good stuff right there. I definitely appreciate that. 321 is the time. Should we take a quick break, or do you want me to take one more call? It's on you. Let's get this next call in. All right, who we got? We got Raider Mark out in Henderson. Hendo, what's up, Raider Mark? What's on your mind? What's up, guys? Man, Q, man, you're doing a fantastic job, man. You guys uh, are hitting it out the park, man. Appreciate That's you, man. Appreciate you. Man. Hey, hey, uh, piggyback on the guy, uh, this uh, last caller there. Man, I, I met Divine twice, man. That guy is solid, man. I can't wait to see him out there, man. The next Cam Chancellor. Uh, that's why I called him. So I hope he could he could be that versatile guy 
linebacker, safety, all that good stuff. Met DJ, too. Nice, humble kid. Really good guy. I, I'm glad his versatility is coming alive, man. I hope he makes a team. Uh, you said Willie Sneed might be out. I, I, I agree, too. And, and Nate Hobbs, man. That guy, man. I, I love that guy, man. Do you guys remember him when he signed his first contract? They said that picture of him? Yes. Man, he, was, he was looking right through me, man. I'm like, this guy's ready to play already. He signed his contract. <laughs> I knew he was going to be a good player, man. So, hey, keep up the good work, too, man. I'm always at the M. So, if you're out there, man, I'd like to meet you, too, man. And uh, I'll buy you a drink also, man. So, you, you got that. Hey, no doubt about it. Before you hang up, man, this Friday, yeah. this Friday, me and Vinny are both going to be at uh, the TI, man, at Treasure Island uh, inside the Golden Circle Sportsbook. We're going to do a, a kind of a tag team show from 2 to 4.50 because uh, of a- Aviators Baseball. So, man, if you have an opportunity, come on out on Friday to uh, the TI and, and hang out with us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I called Vinny several times, and I always, I always see uh, – uh, Prince and Clay at the uh, at the TI man, they're, they're, you know they're, they're like family. So uh, yeah, absolutely, man. I know where you guys are at. So okay, definitely too, man. I appreciate, it, man. Appreciate you. Great work, man, and thank you very much. Will do, will do. I appreciate you calling in from Henderson, man. Definitely showing that love right there. Uh, sneaky little fact here, uh, Damon. Henderson is the home of your boy Q. I live in Henderson. Is it really? <laughs> Shout out to Henderson. <laughs> Shout out to Henderson. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Still, still renting, but uh, I'm living in Henderson, so that's at least that's a step, right? It's a step in the right direction. How close are you to the facility? Oh, uh, very close. Very close. It doesn't take too long to get there. It, it, it without giving away my my honeycomb hideout, the exact location. <laughs> like I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to put the bing out there. Like bing, this is where you know I'm not sharing location, but I'm not that far. That's and that's really ideally why. We live in Henderson is because the headquarters is right there, and I knew it was right around the corner. So it makes it makes all the sense logistically. Never gonna miss a practice. No, and it doesn't take long to get to the radio station, and it doesn't take long to get to the, the practice facility. So bada boom, bada bing. There you go. I, I, sometimes, you're thinking, you're thinking. sometimes I use Making this those brain. mornings easy for you. Exactly. You already know. Already know. Hey, great stuff right there off the Radio Nation listener line. I always say that we got Cover Three coming up, and then sometimes we miss it because well, we got some good calls coming in, and that's okay. Love the calls. Love the text. Anytime you want to give us some feedback, please feel free to do that. 324 is the time. When we come back, I'll be talking to my homegirl, Carolina Teague, from 930 AM, The Answer in San Antonio. She's host of the Sports Dime on Sundays. She's going to talk about the Pacquiao fight, what she saw her first time in Vegas. She's been uh, soaking the whole city in, what she thinks about that. We're going to get all into the thoughts of Carolina Teague. We'll do that next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. 3.30 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And now I'm very excited about our next guest. This is my homegirl. It's almost like having a blast from the past, man. Being a, a Central Texas dude like I was for the last 10 plus years. And uh, had many opportunities to talk to this young lady on the phone and, uh, and interview her for multiple different reasons. She does a great job. And that's Carolina Teague, 930 AM, The Answer. She's host of the Sports Dime. You can find her on Twitter, at Carolina Teague. And thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I'm excited to talk to you about the whole fight that went down that you were there to cover. But before, I got to ask the most important question. How are you enjoying Vegas for the very first time? Oh, my God. Vegas. I love Vegas so much. I want to move here. Uh, congratulations on being in Vegas. First of all, I just wanted to say that, Q. And I feel I passed out at 5 p.m. yesterday, so Vegas 
is winning right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> I heard that. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, you're in a good profession to to want to be in Vegas. This is a great location, especially with, you know, obviously the professional sports scene, but you also have the college scene with UNLV, uh, the fight game, which you obviously have been uh, f- fully aware of as you were there to cover this weekend. So, yeah, this is a great location, and, and I know you do a great job. So uh, I'll tell you this. If there's ever an opportunity for you to come out here, I'm definitely going to uh, send an invite to you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. And then also, like, the thing I love about Vegas is it's kind of toxic, you know? I like toxic places a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, let's get down to business here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Wanted to ask you about the fights. I was in L.A. for the Raiders and the Rams, so I wasn't able to kind of monitor what was going on with Pac-Man and Ugas, but I know that Pac-Man lost, and he's been doing great things for Vegas. Uh, lots of folks come out to see him fight in many of these venues here in Las Vegas. So, uh, you know, as a guy who who grew up as a watching Pac-Man and really enjoyed seeing him, uh, disappointed to see him lose. But what was the whole what was the whole scene like? What was the environment and the electricity around the uh, T-Mobile Arena? Oh, my God. Just the electricity was fire. T-Mobile Arena was going crazy. I, it was a, a packed crowd. The crowd was going crazy for Manny Pacquiao. He was the clear favorite inside of the arena. Even when he was losing, everybody was chanting, Manny, Manny, Manny. And then post-press conference, everybody was chanting for him at the post-press conference, too. I mean, we're supposed to be neutral as journalists, (laughs) but everybody was Manny Pacquiao fans all over the place. I mean, and and I can see why. I mean, his his demeanor, the way he talks, you know, the way he talks about, you know, humanity and love and light and spreading love throughout the countries and the world and feeding the homeless. It was it was a great environment. It was a great night. Sam Moss for Manny Pacquiao. Ugas definitely deserved that win. And um, it, it was a great moment for uh, Las Vegas and boxing. So as the fight progressed, you mentioned there was times where he was losing and he ends up losing as a unanimous decision. But what was just in general, kind of what was the ebb and flow of the, the fight? How did it go? How did it start off? And what point did he start losing and to the point where you thought, okay, he's going to take an L in this one? I think I started noticing that he was about to lose. Um, I mean, it looked like he was progressively losing throughout the rounds, but I think it was more so in the second half of the fight where it looked like he was losing simply because, you know, he took this fight on two years past his last fight against Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman did an interview, and he had given advice to Ugas coming into this fight. Ugas took this fight, and so did Manny, within 11 days' notice. Manny Pacquiao had to adjust from, you know, fighting an unorthodox boxer to fighting a South Park boxer. And he said he had a lot or from South Park, from orthodox, I'm sorry. He had said multiple times that, you know, he was already prepared for, you know, fighting an orthodox fighter. But you can't take away two years of being in the ring and then taking on a fight within 11 days notice, adjusting his game right. and still, you know, being able to win. I mean, he... He usually fights coming in from a different angle, and that's how he was able to defeat Keith Thurman. But he was taking a different approach with Ugas. He was going for the straight angles. And, of course, um, he was getting hit with body shots early in the round, which is something that Keith Thurman didn't do. And that's ex- what was essentially his downfall. Ugas had much more accuracy throughout the fight. Ugas was getting him with the body shots, chopping him down like a tree. 
and and it and it was a it was a great fight overall. He pulled off the upset and and you know, I had a winning second half. It was it was painfully obvious. Talking right now with Carolina Teague from nine thirty AM the answer in San Antonio. She's host of the Sports Dime on Sundays on Twitter at Carolina Teague and this is Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. My man Damon had a question he wanted to throw your way. Yeah, to piggyback off that last question on like how you when you knew that he was progressively gonna lose the fight, did it look like a wash? Was that unanimous decision earned? Did he look washed is was really what I'm trying to get at. Because he is 42 years old. He's getting up there. So was it just a bad matchup? Or did Why you got to disrespect out? the 40-year-old man? <laughs> well, no offense, Q. No offense. Yeah, 42, he's washed, right? <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean, we could say that he's washed and be really disrespectful if we wanted. No, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, he, he's a former eight-division champion. He's won a title in four separate decades. He's a champion through and through. And, yes, he did look a little bit washed. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I mean, it, it did kind of look like that. But I think it's more so lack of preparation. Even Manny Pacquiao said it himself. He wasn't able to make adjustments in the ring like he wanted to, and that's because of lack of preparation. Okay? you all In anything anything you do in our careers and their careers, right. lack of preparation, you know, that you know puts you in a position to fail. He took the fight on too soon. Um, and he is definitely an aging fighter. They said post-press conference, or he said post-press conference, as an aging fighter, your legs tend to give out first, and he noticed that in this fight, his legs were giving out throughout the rounds. I think when his legs started to give out, he started to look like he was losing that power, uh, you know, back and forth, and maintaining his accuracy, not being able to keep Ugas on the rope, and it was just, uh, yeah, it, it looked like it's it, 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 he's you know, really considering retirement, I could see why. No, no doubt about it. We're talking right now with Carolina Teague. We're talking about the Manny Pacquiao fight that took place at the T-Mobile Arena on Saturday, and I was kind of monitoring it on Twitter, just uh, from sitting at SoFi Stadium watching a football game. But I was just kind of monitoring it. You know, you can you can only get so much from tweets. But one thing that stood out to me after the fight, Ugas uh, mentioned Earl Spence Jr., and that's who Manny was supposed to fight originally, but uh, because of an injury to Earl, when, uh, or Earl, excuse me, wasn't able to do that. Uh, what are your thoughts? Does Ugas get uh, Spence Jr. next? Um, I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he would get him next. Um, I think if anybody, he goes up against anybody, it's Errol Spence Jr. or Terrence Crawford. Okay. Because they're all champions in that respective uh, division with in different organizations. So I think if he's going to take on somebody, it has to be Errol Spence. It has to be Terrence Crawford. This is the fight that really set Ugas apart, and he's made his mark in boxing with this win so i think if he does take on errol spence it will be a great fight and i do want to piggyback off of that and say if errol spence did end up fighting manny pacquiao i think he would have probably knocked him out i think if i had to give it between spence and ugas i'm definitely going errol spence nice interesting you got another one damon Oh no, she kind of. I was kind of just shocked by that. But dang, she, <laughs> man, we we going there. He well, said, hey, look, no. hey, Carolina, don't pull no punches, man. She's gonna tell it how it is, and that's why we bring her onto the show because she's good at what she does, and she, like I said, doesn't pull any punches. So, Carolina, let me ask you this. Let me switch gears real quick. I know that you uh, you follow the Chicago Bears. I know you cover the NFL like a glove, but mm-hmm. you follow the Chicago Bears. That's your team. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is the quarterback. Andy Dalton's the guy holding the holding the uh, the place right now. How long is it gonna take before Matt Nagy makes the call for Justin Fields to get the start? Oh, my God. I hope it's week one. You know, that's what we're all hoping for. But realistically, it's going to be week two. I mean, they are just moving to the beat of their own drum. And um, I definitely 
think that Justin Fields has some work to do, um, but he he did a great job. He gives Bears fans hope. Uh, he gives the Bears organization hope. I love Justin Fields. I love seeing him play. I love seeing him on the field. Um, no pun intended. Uh, I really want Justin Fields to be the starter ASAP. <laughs> right. I, I heard that. And uh, I got to ask you this question because it came out today. Uh, Vic Tafer from The Athletic put out a piece uh, talking about the Raiders had reached out to the Bears and asked, uh, you know, about a Khalil Mack trade. And the reason for this, and this was before free agency started. Uh, wait, uh, wait, hold on, wait. Uh, they're going <laughs> to trade him back? That's, that's what, well, while you were caught up in the Las Vegas lights, yeah, that was the story that hit The Athletic today. But let me, let me go ahead and tell you what. What it was about it was before free agency started and you know as a Bears fan that the Bears were in salary cap jail type situation they were in a bad situation so the Raiders reached out just to see if the Bears were interested clearly they weren't they kept him the Raiders went out and got unique and Gakwe all good no no worries there but I wanted to get your opinion on what Khalil Mack has meant to the Bears organization as far as since they've made that trade he's been there he's put up some really good numbers how has that helped this team progress to where they are today and I hate to say, was it worth it? Because clearly, I mean, he's a great player. But it, it, has it been everything that you expected it to be? Let's put it like that. First of all, I want to say that the Raiders, y'all got the nerve. Y'all got the nerve <laughs> to try to ask for that man back after y'all did him the way y'all did him. Uh. And now you want him back because you see him blowing up. I mean, he didn't have a really great year last year. That's because he was getting triple teamed the whole entire time. Um, and then also he was playing under a different defense. I like Vic Fangio's defense a whole lot better. Yeah. I like the way Khalil Mack performs under Vic Fangio's defense. But I think with this particular situation, what Khalil Mack means to the Chicago Bears is he's synonymous with Chicago Bears on defense. Kind of like when you look at Brian Urlacher on defense. When you hear Chicago Bears defense, you think Brian Urlacher, Khalil Mack. And then now when you look at the offensive side of the ball, you never really had hope. You never had a person for anybody. And that person is Justin Fields. So when you look at the Chicago Bears and you see offense and defense, the first thing that's going to come to your mind is Khalil Mack and Justin Fields. So I don't know why y'all are trying to uh, take him <laughs> from us, but that's our man, and he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I didn't mean to open up that can of words, Carolina. She just lit up. She just lit up, boy. She don't give a damn where she's at right now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. That's I, that's why I asked, because I wanted to know your opinion. But, again, it was just because of the situation that the Bears were in as far as salary cap, and they were shedding a lot of cap. So, hey, the Raiders, hey, look, they'd be irresponsible if they didn't make the call. You know what I mean? Just to see. And, again, well, they they put themselves in that. You know what I do? If if that would have freed up their salary cap, they would have you know did something good with that. You know I wouldn't be mad at them, but that's, they put their own selves in that <laughs> scenario. They have a. You're right. They do have a salary cap issue that does need to be addressed. Carolina went all baby mama on us. <laughs> that way, you went all baby mama on us. That's why uh-huh. you go, 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 stay with that old thing that you went. Don't come over around here. Oh yeah, you over here. I know. I did go baby mama. Pay my child support. Huh? Are you gonna run me my money? You need to run me my money. Are they gonna take it out y'all's taxes? Come out March. Uh, I'm done paying that. I'm done with that. Uh, this 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 44 year old's washed. As far as that, I ain't gotta worry about that. I'll be that washed guy. I ain't gotta worry about that kind of stuff. No more. But uh, no. Nah, great great stuff as always. Hold on, Demond's got one more thing for you. Hold on, go ahead, Demond. All right, Carolina. I see on your on your Twitter bio it says pro wrestling ring announcer. Oh you yes, do a she does ring that too. Yes, yeah. Demond's so, a wrestler, by the way. Yes, I am. You got to get me out there. But I want to get, can I get a, you're listening to 
unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio in your ring announcer voice. Wait, it's got to be Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey. Oh, Raider Nation Radio 920, excuse me. <laughs> I know I had said the wrong station when I announced it. Okay, so what I got to say, unnecessary roughness? Yes, say you're listening to unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. You are listening to unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. There Loved it is. It. Good one, Damon. That was the best thing he contributed all day. <laughs> I do things around here. Drop, producing. drop bombs on him. Carolina, great <laughs> stuff. What do you got coming up? Uh, when do you leave town? Tomorrow? I leave town tomorrow. I'm going to Back in Out Buffet tonight, you guys. I got reservations at Back in Out Buffet. Okay. Best buffet in Vegas. Okay. And I leave tomorrow. I think I'm going to go to Gordon Ramsay Burger. I'm going to be, as soon as I hang up this call, I'm walking straight to the pool. And I'm going to sip on a, on, I don't know if I can say what I'm going to sip on, but I'm going to sip on something. I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> I go back uh, into town, and I think I got a lot of surprises coming up. I mean, Hopefully, you guys keep it locked. All right. No, we will. We'll make sure to be following you at Carolina Teague on Twitter. Again, 9.30 a.m. The answer is the radio station. Uh, the sports time is the show Sunday mornings. Of course, that's in San Antonio. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. And enjoy your drink. Get your drink and drink and on and enjoy the pool as hot as it is outside. And I uh, appreciate your time this afternoon. We'll catch up soon. Yes, and I wanted to say thank you guys so much for having me on. And then also, everybody in Vegas, don't forget to check out my Vegas vlog on YouTube. It's going up next week. Boom. There it is. Thank you so much. We will definitely check that out. Bye. See ya. There she goes. Carolina Teague, all full of energy. Fired up. Damon got her upset. Oh, no, wait, I did. I got her upset. But <laughs> it was good. It was all good fun. Uh, she's really, really cool. Always enjoy catching up with her. Does a great job there in San Antonio. 3.43 is the time. We'll come back. We're going to give out some tickets. Want to hear from you, Raider Nation, but we also want to give out some tickets. So we're going to give out some tickets. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and do this right now. Let's go ahead and give out a four-pack of tickets. Not one, not two, not three, but four. Four tickets to the Vegas Kickoff Classic. It's happening at Allegiant Stadium. You want to go? I'm looking for caller number nine right now. You want to go see BYU, Arizona, September 27th. No, it's not September 4th. Excuse me. September 4th at Allegiant Stadium. Caller number nine is what I'm looking for right now. 702-365-9200. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 348 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. Just got a few more minutes left in today's show. Appreciate everyone who's chimed in so far. Justin Tinsley from the Undefeated. Ted Nguyen from the Athletic. And we just had Carolina Teague from 930 AM. The answer in San Antonio. Appreciate all their efforts. Plus Raider Nation Want to hear from you as well. Appreciate all the calls we've received. Text messages as well. Seven Ash text line. But right now, as we are Radio Nation Radio 920, we're looking for caller number nine to win a four-pack of tickets to the Vegas Kickoff Classic, September 4th, Allegiant Stadium, BYU versus Arizona. And right now, I believe we have Adam on the line. Adam, what's going on this afternoon? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Good, good, good. Well, congratulations. You're caller number nine. You're going to get a four-pack of tickets to go see BYU Arizona kickoff classic September 4th at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, who are you excited to see there the most? Uh, BYU. I went to BYU, and I'm a huge BYU fan. Oh, okay. Well, BYU travels really well. How, how, how packed do you think Allegiant Stadium will be with BYU fans? Um, I think they'll be at least the fans will be BYU fans. 
Nice, nice. Very nice. Well, uh, who do you plan on taking with you? i got to ask. Uh, my wife and my in-laws. Oh, okay. There, hey, that's that's a smart dude, Adam. Man, you're a smart dude. Take your <laughs> wife and your in-laws. Man. You can't go wrong that way. Well, congratulations. September 4th is the day you will be at Allegiant Stadium, and you'll be checking out your alma mater, BYU versus Arizona. Awesome. Thank you so much. No doubt about it. Hold on while DeMond gets the rest of your information, and uh, that's how you win, just like that. Simple. You want some of those tickets? We got some of those tickets. Don't worry. Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. He's coming up from 4 to 6 p.m. He's got a pair. We've got more four-pack tickets we'll be giving out. We're going to load this thing up. Man, I'm excited about it. I just got my credential uh, request. I put my credential request in last week to go to the, the kickoff classic. Just got it approved today, so I'll be in attendance there as well, and telling you man just uh kind of soaking this this uh everything this whole experience up because that's what you're supposed to do you know <laughs> have a good time and enjoy it in a major way uh, i mentioned september 27th earlier and i couldn't remember why i was thinking september 27th that's the guns and roses show at allegiant stadium we also have tickets to that we'll be giving out tickets to that as well uh, at a later time so make sure you're paying attention for that now raider nation i do need you to do me a favor we're doing the Star is born competition with the morning tailgate right now. Clay Baker uh, in the morning trying to look for the next radio star. We've taken some videos. We have them up on our website right now, lvsportsnetwork.com. Just take a few minutes, Raider Nation. Go there. Click on a star is born. You'll see the videos. Go vote. Get your vote on. Pick who you think should be the winner. Who do you think should advance to the next round? There's some really good ones up there. There's two right now that are really neck and neck as far as the votes go. And then there's some other ones that are, are kind of behind a little bit. But that's okay. They have plenty of time to catch up. But we need you to get your vote on. So lvsportsnetwork.com. Click on A Star is Born. Check out there's the videos that will be kind of at the bottom of the page. And they're only one-minute long videos at the most. So go check them out. See which one you're feeling, which one you like. I got my vote on earlier today. You can get your vote on as well. Just go check it out. Again, lvsportsnetwork.com. So... What an action-packed show we had today. Lots of like, a lot of things to look forward to. Kind of look back at the game that was on Saturday, the good and the bad of it. Really, I think the bad that came out of that game, obviously the injuries. Jamie White, we're still waiting on an update of what's going on with him. Nicholas Morrow, he didn't participate in the game. He got injured earlier in the week at practice. Keyshawn Nixon got a little banged up. Marcus Mariota didn't, practice, didn't play. He's banged up. John Gruden did mention hopefully he can be back for San Francisco. And that's, that's what you're going to do. That's what you, you have to do. And that's what I'm going to do starting tomorrow is instead of reflecting and looking back at the Rams week two, starting tomorrow, we're going to start looking forward. Week three, final preseason game of the year against San Francisco. Battle of the Bay, It's even though it's in Santa Clara. It's kind of funny. But either way, it's all good. That'll be the, the dress rehearsal. John Gruden said he kind of doesn't really even look at it like that. Look, Raider Nation... They pretty much know. They pretty much have a full roster already. Jared's looking in the window, by the way. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> that was kind of creepy. <laughs> just see some dude just roll up and start looking through the window just, in the studio. It was Jared. All right. Uh, he, but the funny thing is he's looking through the window. And he's got a key. Yeah, because like usually that's like, the, hey, let me in. Because I've done right. that to Bobby a couple of times like when he's running a game. Just like, hey, can, can you just let me right. in real quick? But Jared has a key, and he just walked in by way of key. So that's different. But okay. Either way, kind of freaked us out on that one. So there's only a couple of roster spots that are really up right now for the Raiders. 
I mean, you pretty much can go through and pencil in who's going to be there and who's not, especially with the, you know as far as the starters go. Now, you may have some depth pieces here and there that, oh, that was a surprise or that wasn't a surprise. But for the most part, man, the Raiders have their roster filled out. So I don't know if you look at preseason game number three as officially a, a dress rehearsal like it used to be or it used to at least seem to be. But still, you can see a little bit, get a little bit of burn from some of these guys. Hopefully, you'll see Marcus Mariota and he'll be able to provide something. Because right now, Nate Peterman, he's leading the charge. He's got the best preseason stats ever. <laughs> he's got the most preseason snaps ever. I mean, I, I haven't really gone back and done the research, but I would not be surprised if he did not have the most snaps ever in one single preseason that he's had. I mean, he's had played two full games just about outside of one snap. He's getting better. He is. I got to give him that. He's getting better. So that's all I really got for you for today's show. Vinny Bonsignor, he's going to come up next in the huddle, 4 to 6 p.m. He's going to hold it down. I will say this. Uh, the Raiders and Raider Nation Radio 920 kicked off uh, Tom Flores, high school coach of the week program. DeMond was at the game, was at one game last week on Friday. Bishop Gorman, you went to that game. Um, we have the results. So tomorrow at 2.05, I'm going to announce the first winner of the Tom Flores high school coach of the week. We'll have him on the show as well to talk about it. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I want you to tune in 2.05, and we'll have him on the show at 3.20. 205 will be the announcement of who the winner is and 320 will be when the coach is actually on the show. So I'm so pumped up and fired up about that. I told DeMond he's going to be a believer once he starts hearing these interviews with high school football coaches. But that all gets going tomorrow. Of course, we'll have some more guests on the show as well. Talking Raider football. Looking forward to preseason game number three. So that's all for me. I'm going to pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor. He's coming up in the huddle. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a great afternoon.